Welcome back to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realm of things we've written in the past and embraces the sometimes cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. Hello, happy, happy day after Thanksgiving. Um, actually, it's two days after Thanksgiving. Today's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And I can't believe it. But, well, let me just start at the beginning. And let me start actually before Thanksgiving. So, as I've been talking about in the last few weeks, my increasingly getting more complicated and harder statistics class um, that I have to drive downstate to go to every week. And then I had that exam that was really hard, that was like making me cry. And then like during the exam, I was just feeling like I felt like I was going to throw up. I felt like I was going to pass out, like just the worst like exam anxiety and I've like felt thus far in my academic career. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I prepared as much as I could. I study for hours upon hours every night. Um, I'm always online with tutors. So I do everything I can to prepare for this. It wasn't like I was feeling so much anxiety because I didn't prepare for it. Like I didn't study or something. Um, And then he finally posted the grade. And it was like basically my worst nightmare. Actually, my worst nightmare would be like a 30%. um, But it was pretty bad. I got a 64%. And I'm overall an A student. And like I keep saying, I study for hours like every night. So I prepared as much as I could for this and it just kicked my ass. Um, Luckily, I had had like a high B in this class up until that point. So it brought my grade down to like a 78 um, because of the exam. So I was like fretting, like, oh my God, am I going to have to get an A to like pass the class? Am I going to have to get an A in the last exam? Because the main thing that fills up the grade are like three exams. That's what I hate about like the further you go in college, the less your grade is composed of. And now I'm in these classes where your grade is just composed of like quiz and tests, quiz and tests, tests and quizzes. So, and I'm just not a great test taker. You know, I've got a pretty bad learning disability. I've got dyslexia. And so tests are just not my strength. If if college, if school was solely based on testing alone, I would be like a C or B student. But my A, my A's come from writing. Hence why I have a podcast about writing. If if it's writing stuff, if the grade is supplemented with writing and with papers and with research and group projects. I'll get an A guaranteed. So it just gets harder. You would think that when you would get into your, like your core classes, it would be more hands on. And like, I just didn't have any writing this semester and no projects. 
not a single one. And I don't know how that ends up being that way, but next year when I take my like senior capstones, it'll be much easier because I'll be working on research papers and writing, which is what I excel at, which I think, you know, I was telling my mom about this. And as you know, she's someone that has her master's degree. She used to be a college professor. She's like, there's no way if you're not like writing, there's no like way to show that you're doing like a critical thinking about what you're learning. You're just regurgitating and memorizing, which is a lot of what I'm doing. So yeah, it's just, it's hard. And I feel like I've always kind of felt like college can be kind of a money grab. And uh, I definitely, I'm glad that I'm pursuing this higher education part later in life when I've definitely decided I know what I want to do. Um, I just feel like more and more, it's just harder to like make that decision. I can't imagine making that decision in my early 20s and I did make that decision in my early twenties and I did go to college. I'm just saying like now to go to grad school, like I'm just glad that I wasn't pursuing this in my early twenties. It's better to do it now, I think. So anyway, back to this exam that like kicked my ass. I asked him, I asked my professor if he could tell me like what I need to get on the final, which is actually worth 10% more than the other two uh, exams, what I'd have to get in order to pass the class. Basically I would have to get like a 50% on the final to get like a C in the class. So I guess that would mean that like a 60% would give me a B or something. Um, and that's because of a few of the other things like homework. And then there's like a, um, there's a coding part of this class that entails like a lab. So I'm also doing some like coding work that I get A's on. So anyway, I'm like, okay, you know what? This means, I mean, I've, you know, really done bad on that exam, but at least I know for sure I'm going to pass this class. I'm going to pass it. So, and I actually have three weeks left. I have two weeks of regular um, learning and then the third week is the exam day. So I'm actually, I'm in the home stretch, you guys. I'm in the home stretch of this semester. It's been really different. It's been hard. And I think next semester will be as well because I'm taking um, neuroscience and uh, statistics and research methods. So it's just going to be more, it's just been last semester, last school year was more of like, mm, writing and project and psychology based. This one is still psychology, but this is more of like the science part this school year. So I'm really just getting into the nitty gritty of like the science part of my bachelor's of science, um, which is what I wanted to do. I just felt like it helped me prepare better for grad school. Um, most people don't do these types of things until they get into grad school. Um, what I mean by that is statistics and research methods and things like that. So I just felt like it's better preparing me for that. So I'm doing some of the hard work now too and getting acclimated to it. 
Um, but I didn't even get to the worst part, you guys, the worst part of this. So I already knew my grade. And so when I get my exam, when he hands it back in class, I already know what I got. It's not going to be like a jump, a jump scare. Like I know what I got already. I've made peace with it. Since it is a statistics class, he will put on the board up there, like the quarterly um, quartiles of the grades. And basically in a basic way of saying it, he'll put on there like what the average test grade was, what the medium test grade was, what the you know lowest test grade was, like the third quartile. I saw on the Q3 part on there, my test grade looking back at me, my 64. My, and he was saying that there was a low, a lower test, lower exam score on there. And it was like, he described it as an outlier, which means that it's like way out of the realm of like other exam grades, just like way like out of the normal. And that because of that, it brought down the overall average. And I just, again, I felt like I was going to like scream because there it was looking back at me. Not that anybody knew that that 64 was mine, but I know it's mine. And he's pointing out, look how it brought down everybody else. And I'm just like, wow, this is really great. I'm so glad I drove three hours down here to, you know, have this thrown back in my face again. Like just if you want to just be fed the humblest of humble pie, then take a statistics course. I'm telling you, you'll just, it really just brings it back down to earth. <laughs> so I saw that looking back at me and I was like, oh, Cool. So not only did I do bad, I bombed it, but I did the worst out of my whole class. You guys, I had the worst grade in the whole class. But you know what? We can't all be the best at everything. We hear people say that all the time. Like everybody has different strengths, blah, blah, blah. The other part of that, that people don't say as often is that sometimes you're the worst at something. So that was my day to be the worst at something. And it's going to happen to all of us at some point in some way. And I'm very much used to that. Like I'm used to, for instance, I do a lot of like exercise classes. I do boot camps now um, at our gym. And it's not so much at the boot camps now, but like the yoga classes I would take, the dance classes, um, things like that. I would always be either the oldest or the biggest woman there. And I've just gotten myself very used to being in a uh, setting where I'm not the best and I might even be the worst. And I just keep going and I just keep doing it because eventually if you keep doing that, you're going to level up and be maybe like the medium abled person there. Um, abled person wasn't the way to say that, but I think you get my gist. So I'm just in, I'm very much, I was telling my husband about this the other day. I'm very much in my glow up era. I'm in my 
getting rid of things that no longer serve me era. I've been like purging a lot of stuff lately. I'm, you know, doing a better cleaned up, very low carb version of my diet now. I'm just, just the last couple of years have been like a glow up era, but even more so now, like I got extensions a couple of weeks ago. So I have this like long, beautiful hair and I'm just like, I'm glowing up and I'm changing. And one of the ways I'm doing that is by constantly getting out of my comfort zone. Like I always say, but I'm also putting myself in places where I'm not the best and I might even be the worst out of that group of people. And that's how you succeed. And I think that as someone in my deep 30s, <laughs> I recognize and realize that it's so easy as you get older to put yourself in ultra comfort because you think I've earned it, I can do it. I am already working so hard. Like, why should I make myself uncomfortable? Like, I just want to hide or whatever. Like, we have to continue to make strides towards being uncomfortable and getting out of our comfort zone until the day we cannot physically, mentally cannot anymore. I want to push myself to do all sorts of things until the day I cannot anymore, basically. So I just want to pass that off to you guys. Like if you're having a hard week or you're having a hard day, just remember that you could always be pointed out in statistics as having the lowest grade. I'm just kidding. Just remember that by having these hard times, you are growing and always, always push yourself to do more than just the bare minimum. If you can like mentally handle it, like just constantly put yourself in a state of growth. It really just has huge benefits and you know, be like me, be in your glow up era. A glow up era is not always glamorous. You know, I'm sweating my ass off at the gym every single day. I'm going for walks and sub zero temp temperature. It is freezing out and I'm out there. I do at least one outdoor walk every day. And so glowing up is not all glamorous. Just keep that in mind. Um, Anyway, I'm going to get off of my high horse now. Let's get into some old blog reading since it's now officially, I want to call it the holidays. Oh, speaking of holidays, I was going to tell you guys too, I had my family over for Thanksgiving and I'm so pleased that they were able to join me from downstate. I've been begging my family to come up and visit me because we just sometimes feel so far away up here in Traverse City. And since I've been driving down there every week for school, I thought, you know, hey, can you, fam, can you do me one and come up here to us um, since I'm down there every week? Anyway, you know, it's just, I was just so grateful that they were willing to do that. Thank God, because 
I think just this year and probably the next holiday season too, I'll be asking that just because, you know, I'm already driving down there so much and it's just nice to like be home and have them up here. And normally we come down there for every holiday. And so I was really happy and pleased with that. And we had a very successful Thanksgiving. Eddie is the chef of the family. And he literally was in the kitchen from 830 in the morning from making two quiches for everyone and then making two soups and his mashed potatoes and then deep frying a turkey. He was in the kitchen from 830 in the morning to like 530 at night. Like just being the best like master chef making the best food my mom made her amazing green bean casserole i am obsessed and my nanny made her amazing stuffing which i splurged on i had a few bites even though i'm staying away from stuff like that everything in moderation right so um It was such a successful Thanksgiving. I was so happy that they got to come up here. Um, The night before Thanksgiving, we went out to dinner at the hotel that my nanny was staying at. And then the next day we had breakfast and dinner here. I went for a walk with my mom. We watched holiday movies. And then the day after Thanksgiving in the morning, we all gathered and had breakfast again. We had Eddie's amazing quiche and then everyone left. And you know what I did? I, I've been kind of not dreading decorating. Like I've been looking forward to it, but I've been like, I just don't have the time to dive invest multiple days into decorating. Like I just need to like hurry up and get it done, but still somehow kind of enjoy it. So I was like, as soon as my family leaves, even though, you know, you're you're just tired after like hosting how it is, you know, especially after having like a big meal, but I'm like, I'm going to buckle down, bring all the bins upstairs with all the Christmas decorations, first take down the Thanksgiving decor and then bring up all the Christmas stuff and decorate for Christmas. And I'm going to do it all on Friday. You guys, I've, I have five bins of Christmas decorations and our house is not that big. Luckily I already did outside. I set up our little, um, deer. We have like a buck and like a doe deer and then like candy cane lights for out front and out back. Luckily I'd already done that and I'd already hung like the garland in the living room in the hallway and stuff. So I hung the the garland, like the swag over the mantle. I hung up our stockings. I mean, if you see my Instagram, you'll see how I go all out. Like there's a little village below the TV. There's actually two villages. There's the aluminum antique Christmas tree. The whole dollhouse, every inch of the dollhouse is decorated for Christmas. You've got Santa and Mrs. Claus in there. You've got a big feast on the table. You've got three Christmas trees, four Christmas trees in the dollhouse, actually, with their own lights that turn on and off. You've got lights lining the outside of the house on the roof and on the sides. You've got snow on the roof. You've got Santa on the roof. And then 
I've got the bathroom decorated. The bedroom has its own Christmas tree. I just went all out and I did it all. I finished it all in one day. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I did that. I actually did not go to the gym that day. I just decorated so that today I could come back to regular life, go for my walk. I did my workout and then I did my, um, I did like four hours of homework and now I'm taking a break to talk to you guys. So I just know, like I personally, like doing something like that makes me feel better. The little bit of work that I had to put in to haul that stuff up and decorate and then haul the empty bins down, um, even though I'm tired and I didn't want to, would bring me much more joy throughout the season than not doing it. So I just know that like once the semester was over in three weeks, I would be like, where's the decorations? Like I just need that to feel complete. So I'm just so glad that I got it done. And I'm just, I'm, I'm amazing. I really am. (laughs) I'm just loving it. So I'm feeling strong and I'm feeling good. I want to read some Yule blogs that I wrote. And a Yule blog is like a holiday style blog that I wrote a few years ago. And just to kind of get like in the holiday cozy mood, let's start reading some of these. So this Yule blog, day one, is titled Nuvita CBD Oil. And I can't wait to break down into this because Nuvita CBD Oil is kind of like a, I don't know, like a pyramid thing where you sell you sell it and then you're making money for the person above you. And I dabbled in that. So this blog post was published December 1st of 2020. And it begins on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 3000 milligrams of CBD oil. CBD oil has been on my radar for quite some time. As you all know, by now I'm a huge fan of medicinal marijuana. In 2015, when I lost my job, my friends, and bridesmaids due to depression all in one week, I was put on so much psychiatric medication that my head was spinning. Literally, I had the spins. Not only was I trying to come off of the Paxil that had stopped working and was having horrible withdrawals, I also, which, sidebar, if you're on Paxil, you guys, please know that if you get off... There is this chance if you stop taking the medication or if it stops working, there's this chance that you'll have these horrible symptoms. And I think people are more like doctors are more educated about it now. Actually, the person that first prescribed me Paxil was my regular physician, not a psychiatrist. So she probably didn't even know what the horrible side effects are were of discontinuing the medication. You guys, I was hallucinating for like months. I had the spins for months. There was a constant whooshing sound in my head. I was dizzy all the time. Everything was like really scary. 
I don't talk about this often enough. I hate bringing it up because it's just uncomfortable to even think of. But I, part of the thing that really made me just kind of hide out at home there for a few years was this experience of going off of Paxil and all the side effects that went with it. It was horrifying, absolutely horrifying. So just keep that in mind, y'all, just a little two cents for you. Let's get back to the blog post. So I say, I also was getting used to all the effects of the new medications I was being put on. Fast forward five years and here I am much healthier mentally and physically, but I still need medication. Just not quite as much. I looked to medical marijuana when I still lived in San Francisco and had access to recreational pharmacies. Of course, I had smoked before, but never like this. I was like a kid in a candy store. I started experimenting with edibles, vape pens, and learning the strains and lingo. Upon my move to Michigan, I immediately found a wonderful doctor to help me access the medical card I needed so I could continue substituting THC and CBD for all the helpful but harmful drugs that made dealing with my intense mental illness doable. Now here we are in 2020, and needless to say, it's been an intense year for anxiety anxiety sufferers such as myself. I knew that the CBD component of marijuana helped with inflammation and it helped relieve my fibromyalgia and IBS symptoms. But what I didn't know was that it can also help anxiety. Brittany Furlan fans may recognize cannabis oil from her Instagram feeds and looking into that led me to someone more local. That's when I stumbled on Nuvita. Both Nuvita and the company that Brittany reps, Terravita, have an affiliate program that allows anyone you share with a discount code to get a break on prices, but you'll also receive monetary benefits from each purchase using your referral link. This seems too good to be true. After ordering my first bottle, I saw the cute postcard and stickers sent with it and almost ran to my laptop to see how I could join up. Only problem? I hadn't tried it yet. LOL. So I knew I needed some patience. I took my first dropper full and poured it under my tongue and let it sit for one to four minutes as directed. The piney taste reminded me of a Christmas tree. And while tis the season, I wish I could say that I I was immediately panic attack free. LOL, not quite yet. Actually, the first time I had a dose, I made the mistake of smoking right afterwards and it made me a bit too high and I had a panic attack. I made the mistake of forgetting that adding CBD to an already higher dose of THC can make it seem even higher. And therefore, you yourself might feel a bit higher. However, if you increase your CBD dosage from a little to a lot, it helps you come back down to earth. Lesson learned. Not to worry, I tried again the next night with my goal to be decreasing my Xanax dose and adding a dose of CBD oil. The second night I tried it, it worked, and I've been doing it ever since. I can't believe how well it works. I never thought I would find anything natural, quote-unquote, that takes the place of Xanax. You have no idea for how many years I've been looking for something that really works and a way for me to relieve my anxiety without taking prescription drugs or being stoned. 
Last night I woke up with the worst stomach pain I've felt since the night of my quote unquote episode that sent me to the ER and laid on the couch for hours in pain when I remembered my little friend, the dropper full of cannabis oil on the end table and took a dose. Why did I wait so long? At long last, after taking a dose at 4 a.m., my stomach pain stopped and I fell immediately to sleep. Now, no, this is not a blog post selling you CBD oil, but a suggestion for those who can afford it to give it a try because it has helped me a lot this holiday season. Because of all the sickies going around right now, I am taking my nutrition and health care very seriously. I've been dosing up on my vitamin C, D, and B, and also magnesium. And we need to take the best care of ourselves right now so that we can shine bright and better in 2021. Thanks for stopping by for day one of Yule Blog. I'm so excited to start this holiday season off right with you guys. Thank you for clicking on any advertisements that you see on this blog as it supports me so I can better support you. Also remember, you can get anything from my Etsy shop, da 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 So you guys, I had an army of blog readers around this time clicking on the advertisements for me, and it was absolutely amazing. I still have some people that'll be like, I read your blog and I clicked on the ads. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. I had my readers trained y'all because I was making some money from my blog. So that was an interesting blog post. Unfortunately, the CBD oil thing did not last with me, but it did help at first. I wish that it would have helped more. It just seems so good, like too good to be true though. But like, um, yeah, it was, it was an adventure to start this process. I made a little bit of money, um, from people using my referral code. I think my referral code is even still active. I don't think it ever goes away. I think my referral code was like LRL or something. If you want to look into it, I don't even know if the company's still around. Who knows? Who cares? Um, I just, it was something new to get into and something new to try. And it just didn't end up working out. And I did, but the money that I made from it, I was able to use as a discount for like my next product. So that was cool. Um, let's go to your blog day two. Why not? Right? Like let's keep these good vibes going. So this is your blog day two, how I cope with sleepless nights and fibromyalgia flare ups. And this was December 2nd, 2020. And I start the blog saying good evening, festive party people. Here it is after 8 p.m. and I'm just now getting to this Yule blog. Sorry for the delay. It's been a day. I'm feeling under the weather and I'm still on the hunt job-wise for full-time with benefits. Oh yeah. So in this era, you guys, we hadn't started, we hadn't started our business yet. Um, and Eddie found out that the funeral home he was working at the one that he got the job at that allowed us to move to Traverse City from San Francisco was shutting down, got bought out. He didn't know if he was going to be able to keep his job. So I went from being a happy-go-lucky little part-time shop girl downtown to being like, um, I might have to get a full-time job with benefits so that I have health insurance. Eddie didn't have to worry about health insurance because 
he gets his free through the VA because he's a veteran and he's earned that. Um, I don't get that. So, and we all know that your girl needs to go to therapy and go to her psychiatrist appointments. So I need health insurance. So that's why I was looking for a full-time job with benefits. And this was before my back to school journey too. Anyway, back to the blog. I had an offer today that I need to seriously mull over. It would be very high stress, but working with people in the community that are high risk and special needs. I have the compassion, but can I handle the stress? That's the real question. So before I read into the rest of the blog, let's talk about this job. It was, we've got some um, organizations here in Traverse City that work with um, mentally unstable people that work with homeless. We've got some great like rehab locations, some homeless shelters. And this job that I was looking at is a place that houses, I think those with, um, mental difficulties and or addiction, but it's also like a place for people, um, that are, unhoused to be able to seek shelter during the colder months. And this is coming from how they describe it to me. So I knew I wanted to work in mental health, you guys, always my whole life. Well, from like the age of 20 up. Um, I just hadn't decided I was going to go back to grad school to be a licensed social worker slash therapist yet. So I kind of thought maybe this job would be right for me. Um, it was going to be a middle of the night type job because I'd be checking people in to sleep for the night and then like making sure they don't have drug paraphernalia, dealing with people that might be violent. Um, but I was at this point where I was like, I just need to get a job that's full-time with benefits. And if I can do that and also help people, then why not? And I think the other job I was looking into at the time was working for the Goodwill here in town. It was taking pictures of um, the items and listing them online, which I thought sounded kind of cool. But we ended up not I ended up not being able or not having to do that because we started our business. And ever since then, I get my health care from the marketplace. And I have amazing Blue Cross Blue Shield insurance. And that's that. So let's get back to the blog. I have not been sleeping well at all, which is so not like me. I am currently in a lot of pain as getting little sleep always leads to a fibromyalgia flare-up. I've been foam rolling, doing lots of stretches and self-massages, and of course, taking my CBD oil, my new best friend, helping me get through these crazy times. I wish I had more holly jolly goodness to share with you guys. Yesterday was Giving Tuesday, and I made a small monetary donation to our local animal shelter. I wish I could give more to more organizations, but with everything on the line right now, it's just not feasible. We're still getting into the crown and finally come to the Princess Diana episodes. I'm very excited to watch that with Eddie tonight after we open our advent calendars. Yesterday in his advent calendar, he got a Reese's peanut butter cup 
and a crown temporary tattoo, LOL. And I got a Makeup Revolution matte liquid lipstick in the shade Adore. It's kind of coffee colored, like the type of lip gloss I wore in early high school, so I'm excited to test that out. I promise to be back here tomorrow with a lot more fun and support for you all. Thanks for stopping by and don't Thanks for stopping by to see me and don't forget to click on any advertisements. Every click helps. So let's go to Yule Blog Day 3. And this one's cool because this is something that I've always wanted to kind of do on here. And that's talk about finding affordable mental health care. So I start the blog saying... Hello, fellow mental health warriors. How is everyone doing? I know many of us are under more stress and anxious, are under more stress and anxiety than ever. Today, I want to talk about that and how much therapy and counseling can help. NAMI, which offers mental health services to the entire country, is stating that they are receiving more requests for mental health services than ever. It is okay not to be okay. What is not okay is not reaching out for help. You must take care of your mind at this time in order to have the best chances at physical health. Let's talk about options. During this unprecedented time, I don't miss that phrase, in-person talk therapy and counseling has become more complicated than ever. This has brought on a revolution of sorts of telemedicine and virtual appointments. Oh, how I wish that this was something more accessible before the pandemic. I've talked before about my experiences with agoraphobia and how hard it is to leave the house. I wish there were times when I could have virtual therapy, as this would have meant I could have safely had my appointments from home instead of canceling and not going out at all. You guys, this blog post sounds like I'm about to do an advertisement for better help. <laughs> But I'm not like there was no like, yeah, there was no sponsorship for this. I just have been and will continue to offer out resources of free and affordable mental health care out of the goodness of my heart. Anyway, back to the blog. Many organizations are now realizing that, yes, it is possible to get people help from their own home. If you find yourself thinking, gee, I'd love to talk to someone about how stressed I am, but I guess I'll wait until the pandemic is over to seek help. <laughs> now is the time to stop that way of thinking. Let's also note, however, that getting out of the house to talk to someone was just as important in my recovery as the therapy itself. There is a time and place for everything. Right now is the time for telemedicine. And here's an article listing the top virtual therapy options in 2020. And if you guys want to find this blog post, my podcast listeners, if you want to find this blog post, um, because all of these links on here still work and ring true, this is Yule Blog Day 3, finding help finding affordable mental health care. Back to the blog. The cost of health care in this country is deplorable at best. How is it possible that we live a life where we pay hundreds of dollars per paycheck to access health care that will still cause us to lose our homes if we are, in fact, hospitalized and have to use said insurance? 
Instead of getting mad, I channel that anger and energy into finding answers. Sometimes finding help is just a Google search away. Here's a website that offers help in free or sliding scale mental health care services in Michigan. If you don't live in Michigan, but are still in the United States, Psychology Today offers a great list of sliding scale or free services based on your location, along with providers you can access through your insurance. That still rings true today, dear listeners. Good Therapy is also a great place to start. That's a website. Open Path Collective is a nationwide network of mental health professionals who charge between $30 to $80 per session. Per session. And you guys, that is on the cheap end for out-of-pocket therapy. So that's Open Path Collective. Unlike more extensive mental health directories, this website only includes sliding scale therapists in their searchable database. If you don't have health insurance and you can't pay out of pocket for mental health care, low fee or free community mental health clinics can provide the care you need. And to find a clinic in your area, contact the National Alliance on Mental Illness or NAMI, N-A-M-I, helpline or go to mentalhealth.gov. Your primary care physician can also provide recommendations in your community. Please believe me when I say, I know how exhausting it is to find affordable services. Believe me, I've spent countless hours making phone calls to hundreds of potential providers, many of whom insulted me or were very unprofessional. I've stood in line for up to eight hours to only realize that this particular service wasn't offered to me. I've waited hours in clinic waiting rooms with homeless and intoxicated people so that I could talk to someone who really didn't think my case wasn't significant only because I myself wasn't a homeless or addict. Sometimes I've even felt like I need therapy due to the fact that the process of finding the therapist was traumatic. True that. Just because my life is idyllic and fairytale-esque now doesn't mean that I haven't really gone through it. In fact, I believe that because I've really gone through these horrible situations and come out the other side is why I've set myself up so comfortably now. It takes a lot of really hard work and many uncomfortable steps to get here. I recently did an overhaul to my website, lindsayloomis.com, and one of the things I added was a link to NAMI so that those seeking seeking mental health care services who come upon my website can do more than just read my blog or shop my Etsy store. I think it's more important than ever to help those who can't help themselves. That's why I think it's important to do research for others as I have done for myself. I added many helpful links to this post today. And it's so important that we pass this information on to others. Please do me a huge favor and a favor to your loved ones and community and pass this blog on through your social media sites, email, or text messages. Send this blog to all of your friends and family. You truly never know how much it could help someone in need who is being silent in their struggles. Thank you to everyone who reads and shares and clicks on the advertisements so that I can continue to help others through this wonderful blog community that we have created together. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. So that's one of my favorite blog posts of all time. Um, and it's not in my highest read blog posts of all time because 
um, affordable mental health care is not going to be necessarily a hashtag or a tagline that people are going to, you know, run to. So all of, like I said before, all of those things that I mentioned, those groups, those organizations, they're still relevant. So please, you guys, if you need something, say something and reach out. This is the time of year to do it. We're inside more. We're reflecting. We're going through more stress. We're being, you know, visiting family again, whatever the things are that might trigger you, shopping, (laughs) um, having to spend money, all that kind of stuff. Affordable or free mental health care does exist. Even if it's just one appointment a month, I cannot tell you how much it helps. So with that, let's move on to the next blog post. This will be another fun one. (laughs) You'll blog day four, family therapy and toxic traits. Hello to my Yuletide friends and readers. Welcome back to my daily December Christmas mental health holiday blog. Today, I want to talk about therapy again. It's such an important topic to discuss. Today in particular, I want to focus on family therapy and its many benefits. I'm going to segue this via the TV show Eddie and I have been watching, The Crown. I couldn't help but wonder during certain situations if they could have helped themselves by acknowledging mental health and seeking out help. Let me explain. When this schizophrenic gentleman broke into the queen's bedroom for a chat about the state of the country, maybe this could have started a mental health revolution by acknowledging that everyday people sometimes need professional help and guidance. Perhaps if the queen made this public and used it as a chance to discuss mental health publicly, it could have helped. Or what about the queen's character's struggle with showing physical love and affection? This could have been addressed by using family therapy. I couldn't help but think that many family that maybe family therapy could help the royal family get along better and therefore help the future generations of the royal family to better help themselves and therefore be of more service to the public by being mentally fit and stopping the toxic trait in their paths before being passed down. This is a situation that plays itself in very real real ways in real life, not just television shows. Victimized children growing up in a dysfunctional family are innocent and have absolutely no control over their toxic life environment. They grow up with multiple emotional scarring caused by repeated trauma and pain from their parents' actions, words, and attitudes. Ultimately, they will have a different growth and nurture of their individual self. The influenced individuals will resume various parenting roles rather than enjoying their childhood. Vital parts of their childhood are missing, which will eventually have a harmful effect that extends to their adult life. Victimized adults tend to attempt escaping their past pain, trauma, by practicing more destructive behaviors such as increased dues of alcohol, use of alcohol, drug abuse, or forced to repeat the mistreatment that was done to them. Others had felt inner nervousness or temper and feelings without realizing the reasons behind it. They frequently, frequently reported difficulties in forming and sustaining, sustaining friendly relationships, 
keeping a positive self-esteem, struggling and trusting others, distress and control loss, and denying their own feelings and reality. Frequently, healthy families tend to return to their normal functioning after the life or family crisis passes. Conversely, in a dysfunctional family, problems tend to be long-lasting because children do not get their previous needs. Therefore, the negative pathological parental behavior tends to be dominant even in their adults' lives. This is a very real problem, and the quote above is from a scientifically researched article. It may seem very familiar to you or not. Regardless, it happens to many of us. Healthy families are not always ideal or perfect. They may be infrequently, they may infrequently possess some of the characteristics of a dysfunctional family, but not all the time. I want to stress that even if there aren't situations happening to you or your loved ones that seem obviously toxic or dangerous, it doesn't mean that you won't benefit from family therapy. I have mentioned in previous blog posts that the very real conflicts that are occurring between friends and family due to the differences of opinions on the current pandemic and politics of 2020. Maybe you feel you could never forgive a loved one for keeping their COVID diagnosis a secret and therefore putting your health at risk. It happens. I've heard stories from acquaintances. But here's another instance where someone kept a COVID diagnosis a secret. And then there's a link. Another all too common example is someone distancing themselves from friends or family due to the fact that they won't stop talking about their opposing views of politics and seem to want to persuade everyone to change their views. Despite our best intentions, sometimes we do things that seem wrong to others. That's when we can step out of the situation and seek help from a professional. What is something you wish you could have talked about through through therapy instead of bottling inside and therefore ruining a relationship. If you are hoping to make amends with loved ones that you've had a falling out with, or maybe you want to stop the process in its tracks, please refer to yesterday's post about how to find a therapist. Before I got married, I told Eddie that I could not be married to someone who doesn't believe in therapy and wouldn't be willing to seek counseling if the marriage started to have troubles. It's better to realize that there is always help if you ask for it and keep that in mind instead of wallowing in distress when relationships start to sour. There's always a way out and that usually help, helps by seeking guidance. It's never too late to help yourself or your family. Please share this blog post so that anyone stuck in a rut can realize they have a place to go and a way to find help. So this blog post is another one that's so important to me and near and dear to my heart. And these are the type of blog posts that I feel make are the most like solid with what I want my brand to be. And that's about mental health. And I wrote this blog post because I was so concerned at the time about um, the fact that many children were stuck with families and parents that maybe weren't fit, however you want to call it, because they didn't have access to school because school wasn't in session in person. So I was just thinking of these homes that were like broken or full of abuse or trauma or neglect. And these kids don't even get to have a break from it to go to school. And, you know, this blog post may not have been 
what my readers may want to read, but I always feel like, and I still feel like today, that when you have a platform, even if you've created that own platform, when I say I have a platform, it does not mean that I think I view myself on a stage and I've got tons of spectators and and stuff. That may be true because I do have a blog and a podcast whose analytics do tell me that people are listening, people that I don't even know and people are reading. Um, But when you have a platform, and that can even just be your social media accounts, I feel like I have a responsibility to pass on the importance of good mental health and emotional health and mental help. And I just, reading these blogs today is so refreshing because it's kind of pulling me out of the very selfish world that reading these blogs and diary posts kind of put me in, which is a very like self-centered way of looking at things because it's all about you. When you're writing, sometimes it can just become all about you and all about your life. That's essentially what a blog is. You're talking about yourself and your life. That can be kind of what a podcast turns into. You're talking about yourself and your life, and it's a very self-centered way of thinking. And that's why before in previous podcasts, I've talked about whenever I mentioned something, like when I did the the podcast about being stalked, I offered a hotline numbers on there for those who were experiencing domestic abuse and domestic violence. When I discuss something, I feel the need to also put out there you know, if you're suffering from this, get help for it. If you're suffering from it the way I did, here's how you can get help. Not just get help, but here's how to do it. Because sometimes just starting the act of doing it is so hard. It's so hard, you guys. Like, I know, believe me, going to the doctor is not my favorite. And what I've said in these blog posts is true. Like, when I first moved to California, I did everything I could to get health coverage. And I did wait in clinic waiting rooms for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours um, just to get a medication refill on my SSRIs. That right there, I think a lot of people would have been like, you know what? I'm good. I think I'll just go off these antidepressants. And uh, <laughs> But I knew I had to do it. And I did the same thing to go to free therapy. I did all that. And that's what I gave that example of. I would be waiting in a waiting room with people that were less mentally able than me, people that were in active, obvious addiction and um, more mental distress than me. And I would get into the room to talk to my therapist or um, it was probably more of like just a social worker. And they'd be like, why are you here? Because I look more put together than the other people in the room. And I'm like, I still need and deserve help, just like these people do. And I'm here to get the care that the state is offering. So, because I can't afford, you know, out-of-pocket regular 
ways of accessing it. Um, so yeah, adulting is hard, y'all. It's, it's hard. I know adulting is such a millennial term. (laughs) Anyway, today was a really good, nice, long, about one hour overall podcast episode. And I really enjoyed it. I love talking to you guys so much. I just, I was telling my family over Thanksgiving about you guys, (laughs) about how like you guys are just, I've got bigger numbers every week. I've got people telling me that I've inspired them to start writing. I've got people reaching out to me that I don't know saying that they're Um, this podcast has helped them. I'm just like, this is amazing. So let's keep, let's keep these good vibes going. You guys, if you could do me a favor as like an early Christmas present, please share my podcast. Even if you've done it before, do it again. Just share the link to Spotify or wherever you're listening, share it and be like, Hey, check out this podcast. This episode today is talking about mental health and how to get affordable mental health care. Um, Or don't even say that. Just share it and be like, hey, check this out. Share it with someone. Share it on your social media. It'll help me immensely. Let's grow this Love Lindsay family. And also don't forget to hit me up and tell me like what you think of the episodes and how you guys are feeling about it, what you want to hear, if you have any ideas. Also remember, if you have anything that you want to read on here, no matter how short or long, let's do it. Let's do it, y'all. All right. I guess I will see you guys here next Wednesday on another episode of Love, Lindsay.